BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. Yoli Childs drives and dumps. Nasty. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. Long three, Haas. Yes! <laughs> TJ Haas! This is Cougar Pregame Live. On the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our live coverage of BYU basketball begins with Cougar Pregame Live. To lead things off, let's join your host, Jason Shepard. Good evening, BYU basketball fans. Welcome into another edition of Cougar Pre-Game Live. Tonight, the BYU Cougars are back home hosting the Santa Clara Broncos. Now, last week was one of those rare weeks where BYU lost the two games that they played. After being upset at LMU, BYU lost at Gonzaga last Saturday night by 8, 68-60. It was certainly a valiant effort by the Cougars, who never went away. T.J. Haas... Man, he was fantastic and always seems to have big games against the Bulldogs. TJ finished with 22 points on 9 of 6 shooting. Luke Worthington scored a career-high 16 points. Congratulations to him. Yoli Childs finished with 14. That loss also snapped BYU's three-game winning streak at the Kennel. But now it's all about moving on to take on the Broncos. BYU was in Santa Clara back on January 13th. The Cougars destroyed the Broncos by 34 points. The final in that game, 84 to 50. This is most definitely a game that BYU should win, and the Cougars need it. BYU currently tied with Pacific for third place in the WCC standings, and San Diego is just one game back. Don't forget, the Cougars will still have to travel to San Diego this month to face the Toreros. So, needless to say, a win tonight would go a long way for BYU. Tonight's pregame interview is with sophomore forward Dalton Nixon. Now, Dalton has been back for a few weeks now after missing time with a foot injury. Besides Dalton, another Cougar will join the conversation. Well, uh, you just have to listen to find out exactly who. Here's my chat with Dalton Nixon. In talking with you guys this season, one of the things that's been pretty obvious is your guys' ability to turn the page, good or bad, turn the page. Were you guys? How quickly were you guys able to turn the page after last week? Um, I think we turned the page pretty quick, um, realizing that we have a you know a couple of good teams this week with Santa Clara and San Francisco, and so we just really wanted to focus on getting back to who we are, and uh, that's what we've been trying to focus on is just focus more on ourselves and getting us back to what we do do best. Don't you think though? I mean, that's got that's kind of the hallmark of good teams, high or low. You got to just get on to the next game, and everyone always says it's one game at a time, but it really has to be that way, doesn't it? Definitely. And personally, I'm a firm believer in controlling what you can control, and um, we can't control, you know, what happened last week. We can only control what we can do today and um, what's going to happen this week. And so, we've just been working really hard to get back to ourselves. What has been the uh, the focus heading into this week? We just want to. We we really want to play BYU basketball, and uh, we have Santa Clara. We played really well at their place, and so we want to do the same thing that we did there and shoot the ball well and um, work hard defensively and just um, have the ball popping and everyone involved in, in the game. Yeah, and that was one of the, the best shooting performances of the season in that game. How do how do you try and replicate that? Um, it's it, it is hard to replicate, but I think um, just the way that we executed, mm-hmm. uh, we we're all in the right. 
spots. Our spacing was really well, and that allowed us to, to find those open shots. And so I think looking back at that game, it's going to give us a lot of confidence going into the Santa Clara game. How are you feeling right now? I feel good. Um, it feels great to be back on the court. Um, just still trying to find my my role in this team, but um, personally, I feel like as I just go out and just give it my all and work hard to execute and be disciplined, that I'll uh, be able to contribute to this team. In what ways was it a different team that you came back to? Um, I think just um, just a little bit more experience for the other players um, and being able to, to pull from other games that they had played in that I hadn't. And so um, it, it was a, a little bit different feel, but um, I have the guys trust and I trust all the guys and I think that we're a really close-knit team. And so um, it's been a great transition being able to jump back into playing again. Take me back to, to when you were sitting out. And anytime somebody misses time, you know, the question is always asked, well, what did you do at that time? Were you able to sit back and, and look at everything and get a different perspective? Were you able to do things like that? Definitely. Um, when, I, when I just observed um, what could be a benefit, I think um, the things that I do well of being able to communicate defensively and um, just be a, a hustle and an energy guy is something that I really recognize could, could be a benefit to the team coming back. Uh, what do you think of uh, Yoli Childs, by the way, who's not just staring over your shoulder, by the way? I think he's a really good player. Um, I'd like to see him dunk it a little bit more. Maybe get a dunk on somebody. That'd be nice. What do you think about that, Yoli? Uh, you know, I, I try my best to be like Dahl. I see the way in the summer, just the way he works and his athleticism around the basket. And it just it inspires me, honestly. In one-on-one, by the way, who would win that matchup between you two? Dahl, and he's, he's unbeatable. Unbeatable, really? I'd say it'd be a low-scoring game because I'd lock, lock you up. Oh. But I don't know if I could score over him, so... <laughs> We'd be in there for a while. (laughs) Look at that little special appearance by Yoli Childs here on the pregame show. All right, so six games remaining before Vegas, three more weeks. Still a lot of opportunities for you guys heading into Vegas. What's the mindset? What are you guys trying to accomplish over these next couple of weeks, even though it is one game at a time? Definitely. I think, um, like I mentioned earlier, it's just trying to get better every single day and controlling what we can control and really focusing on getting better each day um, from game to game, just getting back to what we do to, to know what makes us great and being able to just execute, to be disciplined and tough and just all those things coming together at the right time could could uh, turn out to be something special. You know, it's great to have you back in the lineup and uh, fun to see you out there. Thanks for the time. Thanks, Jason. Dalton Nixon with special guest star, as they used to do back in the day, Yoli Childs. Appreciate uh, Dalton and Yoli taking a few minutes uh, yesterday uh, after practice. This is a guy in Dalton Nixon who was playing really good basketball uh, before his injury, and since coming back, you know, as he said, it, it's 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 taking you know a little bit of time to kind of work himself back into it. But his skill set is something that BYU uh, really needs, and he's kind of one of those jack of all trades type players. Not only can he give you some some scoring, he can also certainly give you rebounding and offensive rebounding, which obviously gives you more possessions. His ability to, to rebound is a major strength. Uh, he can uh, dish it to uh, to his teammates. He, he's just one of those guys that you want to have on your team because there really isn't anything that he can't do. So it's great uh, that he's starting to get back and getting close to 100% and feeling better because, as we mentioned, with six games, including tonight, you know, there's still opportunities before this team heads to the WCC tournament in Vegas coming up in March. Coming up next, we're going to head to the Marriott Center. It's our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. That's next. Cougar pregame live continues. Continues in a moment on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. 
counting you down to tip-off with Cougar Pregame Live. 75-66, a Zuck attack in Provo. Now, let's rejoin your host, Jason Shepard. It's another late one for the BYU Cougars. We're getting you ready for the Cougars and the Broncos of Santa Clara. It all takes place at the Marriott Center. That's where we head now. It is our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. Good evening, Mark. How are you? I am excellent, Jason. How are you? You know what? I cannot complain. You're, you're There's happy no reason about the to jazz. complain. You're happy about the jazz, right? I mean, you're a big jazz guy. Is that a good deal? I, I like it. I like the fact, you know, we won't spend time on this, but yes, I like the fact that uh, the jazz were able to get a player in Jay Crowder that is uh, cost-controlled for the next couple years and replacing a guy that they weren't going to pay money to next year. So, yes, I like it, and it was a crazy NBA trade deadline. And while we're talking about NBA, how about this? I'm glad you brought this up because it reminded me. Kyle Collins worth former BYU Cougar has been signed to a three-year contract by the Dallas Mavericks the rest of this season and two more how about that Mark I love it I'm so happy for Kyle we talk about a guy that really really worked to get to where he's get where he's gotten and man it's just so impressive you it was never a question uh, with his athleticism and uh, you know his the way he played the game it's just my only thought ever about Kyle was, can he shoot good enough to be in the NBA? And I think he's really worked on it, changed some things, and now is a threat to shoot. And if you could just add on to what he already brought to the table, it's a no-brainer. I think uh, that's a great a great thing for him, a great thing for the Mavs. I, I couldn't be happier for Kyle Collinsworth. That's just the, that's just amazing news. Yeah, it's, it's awesome to see a guy uh, that put in the hard work, you know, had things that he wanted to work on, was able to do that, and then be rewarded uh, in a way like that's pretty cool. So uh, we certainly send out our congratulations to the former Cougar as he continues his career in the National Basketball Association. All right, Mark, let's bring it back to college hoops and BYU. You can call it a moral victory. I don't care. But I was encouraged by BYU's play at Gonzaga. I know they didn't win the game, and I know ultimately that's what matters. But I was impressed with the fight that they showed. They would get down, then they would fight their way back. They never went away. And I've heard you talk a little bit about it. It sounds like you were impressed, too. I I thought it was a great game. First of all, it was a fun game. College basketball, that's what it's all about. In that environment against those two good teams playing high-level basketball, it was really fun. It's good to see BYU compete. A lot of people, I mean, come on. It's a the top 15 team on the road. Most teams are going to lose there. There's no shame in that. There's no shame in saying it's a moral victory. I mean, it's not like you're playing LMU. I mean, it's Gonzaga. I mean, it, it's impressive just to be in the game and have a chance and be where you was. Now, if it was at home, I wouldn't be so rosy about it. I mean, I think BYU should win at home, but the fact is they were in the game and had a chance. That's really all you can hope for against a really good team on the road. And and uh, I just thought guys played really well, played hard, rebounded well, defend, def- defended well, shot terribly from the three, and yet they're in the game. That's very hard to do. And so uh, I, I thought it, it was an important uh, game for BYU after what happened at LMU to kind of, even again, even though they lost, to reestablish who they are and, and kind of the how they need to play and maybe figure out they need to be a little bit tougher and not, not just tougher when there's a nice big crowd and it's an exciting game, but, you know, in the small gyms when not a lot of fans are there, you've got to 
you got to be tougher or you're going to get beat. And we know that's true because it's happened to BYU. So maybe they've learned some things. Maybe they're getting better. That, that's really all I care about, Jason, is that they're getting better at this point. They're not going to win the conference. So I just want them to get better over the next couple of weeks so they're in their best possible situation they can be in going into the tournament. Because that's, that's what matters now is just getting better and, and being in the right spot in the tournament. T.J. Haas needs to play Gonzaga every game. He has fantastic numbers against the Zags. And you made a comment during the broadcast, and I always take detailed notes uh, on what you say so that I can go back, review them, uh, learn, things like that. You made a comment during the broadcast about how much better T.J. is when he hits his first shot. Why do you think that's so important? Well, who knows? I mean, obviously confidence is such a huge part of the game of basketball, even for a player like TJ and just to see the ball go in the hoop you, you think man oh man that went in I'm you know this could be my night and and the stroke feels good it started even before that I mean I watched TJ in the warm-ups and uh it, to be honest with you there's been games when he couldn't make a shot in warm-ups I'm like oh man <laughs> this is gonna be t-. but he was feeling it warm-up shooting like half-court shots and they were going in you could just tell he was kind of uh, feeling a little bit and so that first one goes and it confirms how you were feeling in the warm-up, and, and you know, it's exciting. And it, it's, it, it just who knows why a guy gets in the zone any one night over any other night. Because, to be honest with you, maybe the worst game I've ever seen TJ play was the LMU game. So he went from one of the worst to one of the best, and that's two nights. And you, you tell yourself, what's the difference? You try and figure it out. You try and make sure you're, you, you know, you have more good nights than bad nights. And, and I hope, you know, TJ's been up and down this year, obviously, but uh, – I'm hoping that he can be just more consistent going from here here on out because you see how good BYU is when he's playing well. you got to remember that Elijah just had a nightmare game for whatever reason, health or whatever, and that was his worst game we've ever seen. And he's your best player, and yet again, BYU is in that game, and that's because TJ was playing so well. So you see what TJ can do for this team if he's playing good basketball. And, and again, I have no answer to, to, to why that is, but just – you know, some players are more susceptible than others that, you know, it's important for them to get off to a good start and get their head in the game. And then they're really energized and focused. And that seems to be the case for TJ. I mean, that's, he's not totally dependent. You know, you're not going to pull him out of the game and sit him on the bench if he misses his first shot because you're like, oh, he's done. He's not going to play good tonight. I mean, uh, you know, obviously it's, it's different every game. But uh, I, I have noticed that with TJ, if he can get his first one or two to go in, it's pretty, it's pretty likely he's going to have a good night. Including tonight, BYU has six games remaining before Vegas. And I know just a minute ago you said you just want to see them getting better. What what do you what specifically do you want to see out of this team over that stretch, over these next three weeks, to feel good about their chances heading into the tournament? I want to see them be tougher. Uh, I thought they were very soft against LMU, and it bit them. I thought they were soft in the first half against Pacific, and it bit them. You have got to be a mean son of a gun, Jason, and and get after people and come out swinging and establish yourself and say this is not going to be your night. We're we're going to even if you beat us, we're going to beat the heck out of you. I mean, that's the kind of attitude you have to have. I think that's the attitude they had against Gonzaga. They really took it to Gonzaga right from the beginning. First play of the game, dunk from Yoli, and and that's attitude you have to have. And it's hard to always have that you know every game every environment can you get up and be ready to go like that but if but the fact is if you're not teams are too good and they want to beat you and if you're not ready to to give that kind of toughness 
then they're, they're going to, I mean, they, they're going to push you around. And uh, so I was pleased with the toughness. I'd like to see more of that every game, consistent toughness. I'd like to, I'd like to see a little bit better care of the ball. Last two games they've been turnover heavy, and I think it really cost them against LMU. Uh, I don't know what to make of the three-point shooting on that road trip. It was abysmal, but they had been shooting so well. So I just, uh, I'd like to see more consistency there. I'd like to see better bench performances. You know, you need seven, eight guys. You need Dalton to play well. You need Luke. Luke was amazing in that game. He was great. Peyton needs to play better. McKay Cannon needs to play better. And uh, so if you really want to make a run, you have to have some depth. You can't just have four or five guys scoring all your points. So that was a long, drawn-out answer to a lot of different things, which, which you know, that's that's what it's about is, is trying to get better in a lot of different areas and trying to hit on all cylinders at the right time of the year. You mentioned how good Luke was playing. He had a career-high 16 points on Saturday night at Gonzaga. And it looks like, uh, according to uh, Greg Rubel's tweet, after talking with Coach Rosen, by the way, you will hear uh, his uh, full interview with Coach Rosen in about 15 minutes, uh, but they're going to stay with Luke Worthington in the starting lineup. They're going to go with that big lineup one more time. Um, what do you think is the reasoning behind that? Well, one reason is because Luke played so great. Right. And you want to reward a guy when he does do well. And I think he's, you know, he's more confident offensively getting on the block the only problem with having luke out there is when he pops out to the perimeter and teams don't have to guard him because he's not a threat to shoot a jumper that's really the only problem i mean he's a guy you watch him in that gonzaga game man he was locked in he was playing so hard every box out was there every defensive assignment was there so coaches love to have him on the floor but sometimes it slows down your offense when you have a guy popping out. They don't have to guard, and, and everything kind of gets bogged down at that point. So, I mean, that's why you don't. That's why you don't play him. But there's a lot of reasons to play him. And as long as he continues to do those kind of things, I think it's good. I, I, I'd like to see also Zach maybe pop out and play the three a little bit more, get him some more three looks. You know, he's a little out of position at that four anyway. Uh, and I, like I said, I'd like to see Peyton come in and play a little bit because he is a guy that can step out and hit that jumper. But but Luke was terrific. And the thing about Luke is that toughness that I was talking about, he's a guy that can bring it every game. And uh, I think it's contagious, and it certainly was the other night against Gonzaga. All right, Mark, last thing. This is a team BYU has already faced. They won at Santa Clara earlier this month, or earlier last month, excuse me. They won by 34. They should win this game again tonight. This would seem to be a game where BYU would certainly want to come out and just put this team away early. Yeah, I mean, really, it should be. I'll be very disappointed if this is not a route. Coming off of two losses, if that doesn't motivate you, I don't know what will. And plus, you know, I think they played better against Gonzaga, and I'm feeling, even though they lost again, they're feeling better about themselves. And this is a stretch run. I mean, this is the, the back stretch in the Kentucky Derby. you got to really start hitting your stride and, and uh, really start playing good basketball against every team, whether it's, Gonzaga or or Santa Clara play every game like it matters with urgency and and wanting to get better so so you can get better I mean and that, that's what it's all about for these guys and it'll start tonight Mark great stuff as always I've got my legal pads and a couple of number two pencils I'm ready to take notes on the broadcast once it begins with you and Greg and I uh, can't wait for it we'll hear you guys coming up in a few minutes all right man the final is after the season we'll see how you do <laughs> all right appreciate it Mark Duran right, it's our courtside conversation from the Marriott Center after a quick timeout we'll look at some other scores in college basketball plus we'll look in on the BYU women's basketball team and the men's volleyball team both on the road those scores coming up you're listening to Cougar pregame live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. 
Our exclusive pregame coverage of BYU basketball continues. As we rejoin the host of Cougar Pregame Live, Jason Shepard. That's right, getting you ready for the Cougars and the Broncos coming your way in about 35 minutes from the Marriott Center. Let's update you on some other action involving teams here at Brigham Young University. We will start with BYU women's basketball. They are on the road at Santa Clara. The second quarter has just begun, and the Cougars have a two-point lead, 9-7 to at Santa Clara. Men's volleyball. They are tied one set apiece. UC San Diego took set number one, 25-18. Cougars come back to win set number two, 25-19. And in the third set right now, all tied up at 19 apiece. Also, the BYU softball team taking on, uh, they're in a tournament right now in Tempe, Arizona. Earlier today, they beat Stanford by a final score of 10-1. to They are taking on Western Michigan right now. And in the top of the fifth, Western Michigan has a 2 to nothing lead over the BYU Cougars. All right, WCC action. In the first half, 10 minutes to go at LMU. St. Mary's, 11th ranked in the country. They lead by 12, 22-10 to the score there. Also, right around the exact same time, time just under 10 minutes in the first half number 12 Gonzaga leads at Pacific 20 to 12 San Francisco hosting Portland the Dons leading the Pilots by three at 14 to 11 uh, the another game set to get underway in about five or six minutes uh, in Malibu Pepperdine hosting the San Diego Toreros all right top 25 games One's going on right now. UCLA at number 13, Arizona. The Wildcats with a 20-16 lead over the Bruins. Nine minutes to go in the first half. And then two finals. One is an upset. Number 21, North Carolina defeats number 9, Duke, 82-78. to Also, it was number 16, Clemson, winning at home big, hosting Pitt, 72-48. to That is going to do it for Cougar Pregame Live. Coming up next, we're going to send you next door to the Marriott Center for the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. It's the Cougars, and it's the Broncos. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Time to get the inside scoop on today's game. We've got a lot of individual guys who have actually found themselves and are really contributing to our team. This is the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show, presented by Science Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Now, let's head back to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome courtside inside the Marriott Center here on the BYU campus in Provo, Utah, as tonight the Cougars tip off a back-to-back set of weekend home games by welcoming in the Broncos of Santa Clara, one of the lower-tier teams in the WCC and a team that uh, BYU has beaten more times than any other league foe since the Cougars joined the West Coast Conference. BYU 14-1 against Santa Clara in league meetings, including a 6-0 mark here at the Marriott Center. And I'm at the Marriott Center. Greg Grubel here with play-by-play alongside your color commentary broadcaster, Mark Durant, the former Cougar Hoopster. Uh, six games left in the conference schedule, Mark, and uh, BYU 7-5. and five. That's not great, uh, but traditionally the Cougars finish really well, and that's the task for this year's team. The Cougs have never finished lower than third in the WCC, and there are a couple of teams kind of keeping the heat on BYU Pacific and, and San Diego, making BYU uh, uh, have to win down the stretch. Tigers have already split with BYU. USD gets a crack at BYU next week, so there's work to be done, and that task of getting 
getting back to work uh, starts tonight. Yeah, there's a lot of work to be done. Uh, BYU is uh, certainly a work in progress, and they need to get better, Greg. That's bottom line. Uh, I think a lot of people can uh, tolerate <laughs> finishing behind Gonzaga, maybe even St. Mary's in the conference, but you, you should not be finishing below Pacific and San Diego. And, and uh, so BYU's got to finish strong like they always seem to do and figure out some things, play, play a little bit tougher, to be honest with you, Greg. We saw the disparity on the effort level against LMU and then against Gonzaga. And what you have to do is, is bring that kind of energy every game like you do at Gonzaga. I think that, that, that's the missing ingredient for BYU in the games that they've lost, like Pacific and like LMU. They didn't play tough enough, and, and they got pushed around, to be honest with you. So there's a lot to work on, but Dave Rose does do a great job finishing strong, and and I think it's important to, if you're going into the tournament, maybe it doesn't matter if you're third, fourth, or fifth, but you've got to be in the right mindset. You've got to be playing good basketball. So I expect BYU to, to you know, finish strong and become in that third seed playing good basketball. That, that's the expectation. That's what they need to do. And uh, they've missed opportunities up to this point. There's another big one, and you better be ready for it. All right, coming up next, we'll get the pregame thoughts of BYU head coach Dave Rose as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coach show continues live from the Marriott Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. Oh, a nice stutter step right to the rim. Flood score again. Just here, Harden. That was pretty. For more with head coach Dave Rose, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. BYU entertaining Santa Clara tonight here in Provo. BYU coming in 18-7 on the year, 7-5 in league. The Cougars' at-large NCAA tournament hopes uh, took a likely lethal blow with the back-to-back road losses last week. Now the hope is to get back on track with back-to-back home wins this week. The weekend set opening with Santa Clara this evening. BYU head coach Dave Rose now on battling the Broncos and his personnel plans for tonight after starting Luke Worthington on the weekend at Gonzaga. Yeah, I think that uh, the matchup is good, you know, with Luke, the big kid, um, you know, Kanye or whatever. He, Dubai, yeah, yeah, he he's a guy that can really physically move you around, you know. And so uh, uh, I, I think Luke, you know, can get to start and, and, and handle him for a few minutes and see kind of how the thing goes. I I like uh, I like the just the physical presence, presence that he uh, uh, he brought. Um, the other night, and I, and I think that uh, we'll build on that. I think that you know, I I, I hope that uh, you know we've got the right edge to us. Uh, the one thing you worry about after you know a couple defeats in a row is the confidence of your team, and not only the, the confidence in their individual ability, but the confidence in their ability to believe in what we're doing and how we're doing it. And uh, that's kind of what I'm looking for tonight. I think Luke's an ultimate team guy. He's a captain. We can use his leadership out there and. And uh, hopefully we, we we can get off to a good start. What more do you hope for from the guys coming off the bench for you these days? Well, you know, I, I think that it's a little bit interesting. We brought Dalt back from an injury, and uh, and you know that's taken some some time from other guys. And now we're thinking about you know maybe moving guys from one position to another. And I, I don't really like how we are settled in. Uh, I think we had a pretty good rotation and pretty good routine. Uh, for you know six or seven weeks through here, and now it's it's changed a little bit. And and what I need to do is is uh, you know just just you know find a, a lineup that I feel really comfortable with, and in a way that we can um, stay really solid defensively and still be able to 
to overcome the challenges of, of offense. You know, we had a hard time shooting the ball last week, and if that's the case, we still have to be able to find a way to win games when we're not shooting the ball well. And so um, I, I think that, uh, you know, the next two weeks, two three weeks going into the tournament, that we, we need to find a, a rotation that can give us more diversity in our ability to, to handle different situations. And, of course, we're hoping that the law of averages uh, ticks back up from the three-point line this weekend. Yeah, you hope so. Hope, hope it happens, like, in one game. <laughs> you know, because if, if, uh, you know, if your percentage is at a certain place and you, you're 15 or 20 uh, percentage points off of that, you're going to make a lot of shots uh, the next time out. And uh, But, uh, you know, I, 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 I like this team. I like the, the buildup. I like the character of it. I, I think I'm practicing on, practices on Monday and Tuesday were – you know, extremely competitive, and and uh, I I just really hope that as we respond here, we got a you know a real challenge. We beat this team really well. It's the best game we've played all year long, no yeah. question. Shot close to eighty percent in the first half, and uh, and and you know that's that's something that doesn't happen all the time. And and then you know we kind of got them in a situation where they got their head down. This is a really good team. They won three out of their last four road games, which tells you it's got a you know, real heart and soul to it as far as their character is concerned. Is K.J. Fagan is as good as guard as there is in the league? And we held them to nine points at their place, and so we, we need to have that same, uh, you know, that, that same determination tonight. He's capable of, of having a 30-point game any night. And, you know, with the one kid, one kid out, the Hauser kid out, you know he's going to be more aggressive offensively. So I'm, uh, I'm really interested to, to see how our team – uh, comes out and with the attitude that we have and the, the energy that we have, the kind of the emotion uh, towards each other um, and, and what we can do with this thing. And it's a back-to-back home weekend, and those are pretty big in league. Yeah, they are. And, and, and you know, you you always look – we try to look for the really good things in, in what's going on so, we, so you can tackle it the next time. And, uh, you know, the, the only difficult thing probably is the 9 o'clock one, or 2 o'clock, you know, which is interesting. <laughs> yeah, you, you're going to play back-to-back, and they're all within like 36 hours of each other. So, uh, But – uh, hopefully fans will show up tonight and support this group, and uh, and then we'll have some good energy in the building. Our guys can respond to a tough weekend. Sounds good. Coach, thanks for the preview. We'll talk to you postgame. All right. Thanks a lot, Greg. All right. That is BYU head coach Dave Rose and tonight's Zions Bank Cougar pregame coach to show the Cougar tip-off show coming up next here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. Uh-huh. Shot and score! Dalton Nixon! Right to the rim, up and This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 25 years. And by your local Utah Honda dealers. Now, let's head live to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Courtside Seats and join Mark Durant, along with the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening once again from the Marriott Center here in Provo. Tonight, BYU home to Santa Clara, a program that has lost seven straight games here in this building, the last six of which have come in WCC play. Greg Rubel, Mark Durant with you. Joined by our statistician for the evening, BYU's sixth all-time leading scorer, Russell Larson. Jason Shepard's our studio host. Our control board operator is Carter Malloy. You're listening to us on the new skin, BYU Sports Network, BYU Radio on satellite, KSL News Radio over the air, network affiliates, and around the world online, BYUradio.org, BYUcougars.com slash live radio, KSL.com, as well as the apps. we got the BYU Radio app, the BYU Cougars app, the KSL Radio app, the TuneIn Radio app, 
wherever you are tuning us in tonight. Hope you enjoy the broadcast. Well, last Saturday in Spokane, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Luke Worthington scored a career-high 16 points. Yoli Childs had a double-double and four assists. T.J. Haas scored 22. That's all great. But Elijah Bryant went one for 11. And BYU shot three for 20 from the three-point line. That's that's not so hot. Mark, we cut Eli slack, obviously. He's had a tremendous year all year. He was banged up, not feeling great last week on the weekend. But the three-point shooting was directly responsible for both losses last week. BYU went eight for 44 on threes at LMU and Gonzaga. And that's atypical. BYU's better than that, clearly. When Dave Rose says his guys simply have to do a better job of making open shots. It sounds simple, but he says that knowing the offense is getting what it's designed to get, and BYU, generally speaking, shoots better than we saw last weekend. Yeah, I mean, that's the a real frustration because you think, man, they played so good in that game. They're in that game, and they don't even need to shoot great to, to win that game. They just need to shoot below average. I mean, just... <laughs> I mean, you, you make a couple more, you're still around 25%, but you win the game. And so that, that's frustrating. But listen, if you go on the road and you miss that many threes and you get that many turnovers, it, it's hard to beat anybody. And we saw that against LMU. Uh, and, and so that's a real concern, both of those things. Although BYU has been pretty good at both of those things all year long. So you hope that's just an aberration. They kind of figure that out and, and, and they're able to move on. And the other thing is, TJ has maybe his worst game ever against LMU, and then Elijah has maybe his worst game ever against Gonzaga. I mean, yeah. And again, you don't need them to have a great game, but just an average game from either one of those guys in either game, they win the game. So there's frustration when those, those kind of things happen, but what do you do? You just try and move forward and get more consistent. We come back to the Marriott Center, my pregame conversation with Santa Clara assistant coach Julius Hodge. As the Cougar Tip-Off show continues after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off show. Face it up. No. The tip. No. The follow. Yes. Let's head back live to courtside. BYU and Santa Clara coming up. BYU 14-1 against the Broncos. Since joining the West Coast Conference, BYU beat the Broncos 84-50 last month at the Levy Center in California. A short time ago, I spoke with Santa Clara assistant coach and former NC State All-American longtime pro Julius Hodge about tonight's game and about what he hopes are the areas of improvement for the Broncos over their first meeting with BYU. I feel like whenever you're playing against a really good and a very special, um, especially gifted offensively team like BYU. Um, you have to first focus on the offensive rebounds. You want to be able to get back in transition and be able to clean up on the boards. Um, they shot the ball so well in the first meeting in the first half versus us. Our guys uh, came out ready, but um, eventually when you're playing against a team that can shoot the ball that well and they're, they're playing that um, efficiently offensively, you know, you're going to run into some troubles. And hopefully today our guys learn from that experience and over these last few games and um, we can make a difference uh, in this outing. Okay. A little bit of a lineup change since the first time you played BYU in that Hauser is out uh, with a foot injury. Uh, your depth is being challenged right now. Um, you know, uh, teams uh, throughout the season, especially this time of the year, uh, injuries come along and it's, it's, it's the next man up. Uh, guys have to continue to work even if they're not playing as much as they would like. 
and when they get the opportunity, they have to be able to take advantage of it. And we have a couple guys that have been working really hard, and hopefully they're ready for the moment. Coming off back-to-back home losses, what do you hope maybe brings the guys together here playing uh, in, a, in a tough road venue? Um, just coming out and, you know, fighting back. You know, we want our guys to come out and play really hard and um, to give our guys uh, some compliment. They, they do do that, but uh, it, it comes a time where it's like, all right, guys, you know, let's, let's make something happen. And we feel like uh, tonight uh, playing against a, a, a supremely uh, gifted offensive team, you know, it, it could be a night for us. Now, you came in here last year as a coach with Santa Clara. Prior to that, you'd been here uh, as a player with NC State. Yes, yes, that's right. Uh, back in my younger day, uh, we, we came up here, and um, it, it was pretty much the, the same remedy when it comes to BYU. You're going to have um, very well-coached teams. Guys are going to be extremely disciplined on both offense and defense, and in order to get a win, you're going to really have to gut one out. How's the coaching life agreeing with you? Oh, I, I love the coaching life. Uh, the, the late hours at night working on scouts. and uh, lose. Good thing I already lost my hair, so I can't lose any. Um, but um, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm back with Coach Sindek. Uh, he coached me in college, and um, it's a, a really good experience. Back to tonight's game for a moment. Uh, who, who's been playing well that you hope continues to uh, give you guys a good shot here tonight? Um, we, we feel like, you know, we, we, we have a couple guys that's been playing well, but also a, a number of guys we feel like they've been coming on as of late. So if we have our guys that's focus on the little things you can't control. You probably can't control how much the ball goes in the hoop, but you can control the, the energy and effort you give on a defensive end and, you know, um, not turning the ball over on offense. Frankich's best game of the season may have come against BYU. Yeah, uh, for a young fella, he definitely uh, had a, a really good game, and hopefully he can continue that tonight. Coach Hodge, good speaking with you. Thanks for your preview and uh, safe travels. Thank you. All right, that is Santa Clara assistant coach Julius Hodge. As Carter Malloy says, Jules calls himself the Jules of Harlem as he's a New York City guy. And back in the day, yeah, we talk about those NC State games. He, he helped uh, beat BYU twice uh, in Raleigh and here in Provo. Had 22 and 23 points in the two games he played against uh, BYU on his way to All-America status. He was something. Looks like he could go out there today and probably... Uh, we could put together a pretty <laughs> nice team of, of West of WCC yep. Conference co- yeah, yeah, coaches. We could, we could compete. <laughs> yeah, we, Stoudemire, you know, we, Stoudemire is ready to go right are now. ready to go like, like exactly today. All right, uh, let's get to tonight's You Be the Judge feature sponsored by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to LegallyMineUSA.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. Here's tonight's BYU basketball trivia question. BYU's played in each of the last two NITs. Have the Cougars ever played in the NIT in back-to-back-to-back seasons? The answer coming up next as the Cougar Tip-Off show continues live from Provo on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off show. Oswald drive it, give to Yoli. Yoli with the thump and another and one opportunity. Let's rejoin Greg Rubel at courtside. All right, the BYU and Santa Clara coming up just after the top of the hour late night. Thursday night basketball here in Provo. First up, the answer in tonight's You Be the Judge trivia question brought to you by Legally Mine. BYU has played in each of the last two NITs. Have the Cougars ever played in three consecutive NITs? Now, Mark, when you were a player, you got one NIT, three NCAAs, right? Yeah, I played Arizona State here, Headache Smith, beat them, lost at Fresno. 
So that's a good question, and I, I was deep in thought trying to figure out if that if that had happened. And I'm and I'm gazing up into the rafters, deep in thought, and the answer just came to me somehow. It just I almost all of the all of the times BYU's played in the NIT flashed in my mind, and I could see the years on top of each other. And I'm going to say no, that has not happened. That is correct. <laughs> Now, back in the early 50s, BYU did play in three of four. They went 51, 53, 54. And since then, they've never played an even consecutive NITs until 2016-17. And uh, we hope not to make it three in a row, but there are worse things. We hope to be in the NCAAs. If you're not there, you want to be in the NIT, so you'd take it, certainly. But it would be a first time ever that BYU plays in three straight NITs. There you go. That's tonight's so You Be the Judge. More of the Cougar Tip-Off Show coming up next here on the new skin BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Touch pass, Celius, three. Got it! Zach Celius makes it a one-point game. Let's head back live to courtside. All right, uh, time now for the Timpanogos Regional Hospital Injury Report. Timpanogos Regional Hospital Emergency Room is prepared to treat injuries of all kinds. Close to home, just text ER to 23000 for current ER wait times. And we've got to Ryan Andrus, we've got, Dal- we've got uh, Braden Shaw, and we've also got Colby Lee on the sidelines. More BYU basketball next. Oh. 